The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask God for the grace of openness and understanding to see my neighbor as God sees them. Our reading comes from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and those members of the body that we think less honorable we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there be, may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. This week's contemporary voice is Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel. Religion and race, how can the two be uttered together? To act in the spirit of religion is to unite what lies apart, to remember that humanity as a whole is God's beloved child. The redeeming quality of man lies in his ability to sense his kinship with all men, 
Yet there is a deadly poison that inflames the eye, making us see the generality of race, but not the uniqueness of the human face. There are people in our country whose moral sensitivity suffers a blackout when confronted with the black man's predicament. How many disasters do we have to go through in order to realize that all of humanity has a stake in the liberty of one person? Whenever one person is offended, we are all hurt. What begins as inequality of some inevitability ends as inequality of all. Prayer and prejudice cannot dwell in the same heart. Let these words sink into your soul. This week's reflection comes from Kay Satterfield. I will reflect on the great mystery of the body of Christ that St. Paul teaches about in 1 Corinthians and how we are being invited as a human family to really honor and respect one another as beloved children of God. My mother, who raised six children, would say, if we were all the same, the world would be a boring place. Her comment always resonated with me. I know when I was myself pregnant with my four children, I was excited to discover what mix of genes would be inherited by each new child. What would he or she look like? What kind of personality would my baby have? What gifts would be revealed over time as each matured? God delights in our uniqueness, too, in creating us with different eyes, hair, color of skin, and gender. We are called to delight in each other, too. It reminds me of how St. Ignatius encourages retreatants at the end of his spiritual exercises to pray to see the world as God sees it. Can we see God's delight in our uniqueness as his or her beloved children? But it is truly sad, though, when we choose not to honor and embrace the uniqueness of our brother and sister, whether it is color of skin, ethnic or religious background, sexual orientation, or something else. And it is a choice to see someone different as the other who is to be feared. And our prejudice 
is not always a conscious thing, if we are honest, and it can exist even if hidden. The question is, what is behind our fear, and can we invite God's grace into it? There is a story about the famous Indian civil rights peace activist Mohandas Gandhi, who, though a practicing Hindu, was intrigued by Christianity. In his reading of the Gospels, Gandhi was impressed by the Jesus who Christians worshipped and followed. One Sunday morning, Gandhi decided he would visit one of the Christian churches in Calcutta. Upon seeking entrance into the church sanctuary, he was stopped at the door by the ushers. And he was told he was not welcome and he would not be permitted to attend this particular church as it was for high caste Indians and whites only. And he was neither high caste nor he was white, nor was he white. Gandhi later declared, I'd be a Christian if it were not for the Christians. And though this incident happened nearly 80 years ago, the comet still stings. And it is unfortunately still relevant as our church and society have become increasingly polarized. We are commanded as followers of Jesus to love our neighbor as ourselves. However, our image of God can play into how we treat and view our neighbor. Is God a harsh judge or taskmaster or loving father or mother whose love is unconditional, seeing each of us as equal and loved into being? In 1 Corinthians, Paul encourages each member of the body of Christ that each member of the body of Christ is unique and essential to the health of the whole body, the whole church. We can also take this analogy to include our place as members of the human family. With love at the heart of this body, we suffer when one member is suffering, as with living in the midst of war, oppression, or serious illness. And we rejoice when a member is celebrated, as when a new baby is born, or when graced understanding between members brings peace and healing. All, mammy, all families are messy and complicated, but we hope with love at the heart that rubbing up against the beautiful uniqueness of our brother and sister will stretch us and make us grow stronger. Remember, united we stand, but divided we fall. I close this reflection with another quote from Gandhi. He taught, be the change you want to see in the world. So I invite you to pray with this invitation, be the change you want to see in this world today. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart.
words from Gerard Manley Hopkins. For Christ plays in ten thousand places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes not his. <laughs>